Hey everybody, I'm Enoch. And I'm Isaac. You're listening to the What About Therapy podcast, where we talk about the what and the why behind all things therapy. Thanks for joining us today on episode 103. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> we're in the hundreds though, baby. That's all that matters. Oh yeah. Um, so today we're talking about emotional agility, or if you are an acceptance and commitment therapy guru, like myself, you'll know this as emotional flexibility. So same thing. If you think of a, um, uh, like an acrobatist or a, uh, gymnast. That's what I was thinking. Of. There you go. Acrobatist. I don't acrobatist. know if that's a word. I think it is. Look it up. An acrobat. Acrobatist. <laughs> an acrobatty. Oh, dang. <laughs> I want to meet them. <laughs> but, uh, they're both flexible and agile. So there you go. It's the same thing. Yeah. And before we talk about what emotional agility or emotional flexibility or like emotional, what was it? The acrobatist. Acrobatist. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we want to talk about the opposite. Um, it'll kind of give a little bit of background to what it means to be emotional flexible because, or emotionally flexible. I think it's important to understand the opposite before we talk about what it is so that we can right. watch for the opposite. Yep. Um, the opposite would be emotional rigidity. Mm. So like when you wake up in the morning and you got to like spread out your arms and crack them all, you know, um, I actually yeah. was talking to our dad the other day and he said he has to sneak out of bed and like barely move because if he moves at all, like too much, his whole body will start <laughs> cracking and it wakes up mom. <laughs> but, um, emotional rigidity. So emotional rigidity, rigidity, I guess, how would you describe that in like less than 10 words? Um, it's when you're too, I mean, just think of, like Isaac just said, too rigid. You ooh, Did anyone hear, hear that cracks? crack on my neck? <laughs> <laughs> it's when you refuse to change, essentially. Um, when, you're, when, you, when you're like set, kind of. You're, you're right. set in your... You're set in stone. In your you emotions. You refuse to move. Right. You are, oh, it's the opposite of flex, flexible, inflexible. Rigid. <laughs> 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 but here's you are not flexible <laughs> it's kind of like set in your ways and set in your emotion um and it's yeah. kind of become a part of who you are that's actually called um cognitive fusion i knew that there was a word for it i didn't know what the word for it was until enoch told me today but cognitive fusion is the word it's pretty much where you link yourself to your emotion where the emotion becomes who you are yeah um so people with like depression or um any other kind of common mental illness, like maybe someone has ADHD, right? Then all of a sudden they are, they are the, ADHD. they are the ADHD. Yep. Um, I work with someone right now who has a pretty severe eating disorder. Um, and we've, we're trying to separate it because the eating disorder is not her, but right. she has linked herself with the eating disorder. So when we're attacking behavior, not attacking, like challenging behavior, Mm -hmm. um, she takes it personal, like you're challenging me and it's not, you're challenging this behavior. It's, this is me. Um, and she's come a long way. Actually, we've been able to separate it enough to where we can talk about the behavior and say, that's the eating disorder. We even refrain from saying that's your eating disorder because even that is mm -hmm. linked. It's the eating disorder. Yeah. Um, another thing that people can do um, gosh, what's it called? That diagram where you draw your relationships and like how you connect. 
like what your relationship is like. Genogram. There we go. Um, an activity that we are trying to encourage her to do is do a genogram with her family and how the eating disorder um, ties in with their relationships and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So like really trying to separate it yeah. um, to avoid this like cognitive fusion that she's developed over time so that we can actually attack the behavior and be on her side as we attack it with her, you know, together instead of feeling like we're attacking her, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's cool. We'll talk about labeling emotions here in a bit in cognitive diffusion. You know, I took a, a course on acceptance and commitment therapy a while ago, and the lady that ran the course is like Russian or something. And so whenever I hear cognitive fusion, I think I hear her her uh, accent accent saying it in my head. Cognitive fusion. <laughs> fusion. <laughs> yeah, and so that's how, I, that's how it is in my brain. <laughs> but with cognitive fusion, like Isaac was saying, we fuse ourselves to these thoughts and we start to become them. And so people that have these um, issues like depression or anxiety, you'll you'll see them in these like slumps often and it's really hard for them to let go because it's become like who they are. Like if they're not depressed, if they're not sad, what are they? Right. And they don't know what, what else to do. And so they just fall back into what's familiar, which is feeling sad for themselves and thinking that life just sucks. And so they're stuck with that they're fused to those thoughts that have become them and so with cognitive fusion we need to watch out for the hook our mind will start to say things will will give us a little hook like oh my gosh i'm not good enough or i suck i'm an idiot or i have this eating disorder i am uh like anorexic or whatever it is your brain's going to give you a hook and then It'll start to go with, go with it, run with it, mm-hmm. like a little fish on a hook. Mm-hmm. It starts to run with it, and then if you give it enough attention, it's going to set really deep, and it's going to be really hard to take that hook out. Right. And so, learn to recognize the hooks. What phrases does your mind say to hook you? It normally starts out with "I am" or "You are." If your brain's talking to you that way, right? like power statements it's important to remember like self-compassion in those moments yeah um it's very common and um you're not strange if you're saying things like that to yourself oh, yeah. like a lot of people are really hard on themselves yeah. and it's really important to remember that it promoting self-compassion and really trying to be like whoa where did that come from i'm not incapable i am capable i am loved and yeah. i am kind i am a hard worker those are power statements that feed it another beast in your mind of, um, well, the beast you want to feed, <laughs> the wolf right. you want to feed. Which wolf you can Which feed. Which wolf. And, um, and that's super important. I found that was really beneficial for me because I realized my inner voice was like very negative and yeah. my biggest critic. Yeah. And it turned into my biggest supporter and motivator just by saying things like, I am confident and I am kind. Yeah. And makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, so that's emotional rigidity and cognitive fusion. Now, plot twist. Drum roll, please. The emotional... Acrobatist. Acrobatist. Has <laughs> entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the opposite of emotional rigidity. Yep. So emotional flexibility is the ability to a- adapt and respond to emotions in a helpful and healthy way so rather than 
uh, fusing to these thoughts, these thoughts of you're not good enough or you're never going to be good, you're never going to make it, you're never going to achieve your goal or you're a terrible parent, you're a terrible dad, you're a terrible mom, all this stuff. It's learning to respond to those emotions, those feelings, those thoughts in a healthy way. And so notice that emotional flexibility doesn't mean getting rid of those thoughts. It doesn't. It is learning to respond to them in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so don't think that if you are, um, as you're practicing being more agile with your emotions, that these thoughts are just going to go away. The thoughts of uh, like these self-defeating thoughts, they're not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to be with you the rest of your life. You want to know why? Because you're human, you're normal, and that's okay. And so learning to respond to these is how you're going to become flexible. Right. It's like understanding them as well. I think the biggest um, mistake a lot of people can fall into when they're trying to overcome some sort of addiction or behavior is they're so focused on resisting it that they don't even understand why they're feeling it. Yeah. So you're more prone to relapse and do the behavior again or um, the addiction again, like just fall into bad habits because you're so focused on resisting and you're not understanding. And I think when your brain is able to process the emotion and understand it, it's a lot easier to move past it. Right. Like that's the biggest and step I'd say. And the first step yeah. is just, um, I was talking to someone, a therapist and he worded this as like the verbal mind, the verbal mind is, I, th- I think we've kind of talked about it a little bit probably, or maybe I've mentioned it. Yeah. But bottom line is you can see it as that voice in your head. It's like trying to figure things out. It's trying to problem solve and it can be your biggest enemy or your greatest friend. It can help you understand an emotion or it can get so caught up in an emotion that it spirals. And so if you're able to use your verbal mind and look back and take a step back and be like, whoa, I'm feeling very shamed right now. Why am I feeling shamed? Like, let's feel this emotion. What's happening? Instead of just being like, shame instant responses i'm a terrible person i'm horrible i'm not lovable yeah and so it just re- realizing the that you can step back before that emotion hits yeah or step back and look at the emotion for what it is instead of being like this is just who i am right so learning to just accept what you feel and that's it's totally normal okay and that's going to be a, that's a huge part in acceptance and commitment therapy. Believe it or not, acceptance is huge. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the first step to <laughs> yeah. all so, recovery. Yeah, it's yeah acceptance and commitment therapy. So get ready to accept some stuff when you're when you're using that. Um, so it's just learning to accept where you are and the thoughts that are coming through your head. Like if you go outside and you look up at the clouds, you don't try and change the clouds. It would, that, that just seems kind of silly, right? <laughs> to look up at the clouds and with your wand say, Claudius changes and expect him to change. Because they're not. They're there. And if these clouds were actually like your emotions, they'd in fact get bigger and worse if you try and put a spell on it. True. <laughs> because you're so focused on trying to do some magic instead of right. <laughs> just actually dealing with it. Uh, sorry, kid. You didn't make it in all there, there is no shortcut, you guys. There's no magic. You got to accept it. Yeah, you got to accept it. So you look up, look up at the clouds and think, wow, okay, those are there. 
That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, those are indeed there. Those, wow, okay. It's, it's, this so, is real. It's so funny how we can look at it from that viewpoint, but how similar it is. Yeah. And right. also, and just like laugh at it. Oh, that's so easy. But then <laughs> the second you have to look at an emotion or something negative in your, in, that you're working on, right. it's like, oh, no, that's not me. Right. We freak out. Yeah. Like, OMG, I'm having this bad thought like intrusive thoughts like if you've been on top of a tall building or like a tall parking jump, garage and you jump, look over jump 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 you won't do a flip <laughs> jump 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 uh that's normal okay you're okay but a lot of us when we when we feel that is oh my gosh i have to change this and you focus all your energy on trying to change it and so just remember you you can't change the clouds you right. just can't and so you might as well while you're there looking up the clouds say wow okay those are there let's try and find some good in this let's look at um maybe look at how beautiful it is up there and how different they are and how unique they are and then watch them go because clouds don't stay do they no they don't they're always moving and so when you look up there accept them they're there find try and find what it's maybe trying to tell you Okay, when it comes to your emotions. Yeah, and it's important to realize that some clouds suck, like <laughs> huge thunder, lightning, raining clouds. The cumulonimbus clouds. Yeah, you're not, not going to see those fun. and be like, oh, those are beautiful. I just want to touch it, you know? it's <laughs> you, you can realize that the emotion that you're feeling is horrible. Yeah. Like, it's okay to accept that, and yeah. it's okay to feel like negative emotions too, as long as you're not letting that define who you are, or change like your view on your self-worth. Right. Like you're, that emotion is separate from your worth. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. Like it's okay if a cumulonimbus floats yeah. through yeah. and, and it floats through for a long, long time, Yeah. but it's going to move and it can move. And I think that's the biggest thing we can take out of it is like, sometimes it'll be a huge cloud and it'll be terrible but it will move and it can move and the faster we understand it and we can recognize that it's like it's like as if we have almost almost magic but we like blow really hard and it moves it <laughs> and it moves <laughs> that was so loud did it destroy the mic <laughs> let's we'll, we'll probably have to cut that out no way we're gonna we're gonna keep that <laughs> Uh, but this kind of goes into our next part, um, the opposite of cognitive fusion. It's cognitive diffusion. So diffusing those thoughts or unhooking yourself from those thoughts. There are a couple tools that you can use, like a couple grounding tools. And one of my favorites that Russ Harris talks about in his book, Reality Slap, is an acronym called ACE, A-C-E. The A stands for accept. So when you're having these um, these thoughts, these feelings that are trying to hook you, first notice them, accept them. You can say things like, I notice I'm having these feelings, or I recognize that this feeling is here. Whatever it is, first accept it. And with acceptance comes recognition. Okay, you got you have to recognize them. And say it out loud or just in your head, I notice I'm having these feelings. The C stands for connect. You want to connect with your body. So the easiest thing for me to do is to focus on your breath mm -hmm. and 
count to 10 with each breath. In one, out two, all the way to 10. If you lose count, restart. And that's going to help ground yourself. Now, there's so much stuff going around on social media and just the world in general right now with all this knowledge saturation about like mindfulness and all this hippie stuff. But I'm telling you, just practice it for real. And it can actually make a big difference in unhooking yourself or diffusing from those thoughts. Okay, so don't knock it till you actually give it a good amount of um, a good amount of effort. Yeah, and a, a lot of people that um, hate on it have never tried it. I think that's the, the biggest right. thing. Like, never tried it at least consistently. Yeah, or they try it once, like that didn't work. <laughs> right, but like oh. I've, it's technically like a DBT skill, dialectical behavior therapy. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like, it does help a lot and you're, it can get triggered like instantly, right? As you go into that, once you feel that feeling and it helps a lot, it helps you right. step back and look at it. Yeah. So don't knock it till you try it, hippie hater. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> hippie, you guys, it's science, okay? Yeah, yeah, really though. <laughs> Acceptance and commitment therapy is one of the most studied uh, modalities out there and they found a lot of success with this. All right. So you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we have no haters right now and we're like angry at someone. <laughs> Everyone listening is probably like, oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, well, if you're that guy, that's for you. Uh, the E is for engage. So engage with your surroundings. Try and notice things that you may not have noticed before. What are some sounds that your mind is just kind of filtering out? Um, like when you're driving, a lot of the times we don't pay attention to the way the wheels sound on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, Or uh, the way the wind sounds when you're just sitting. Because there's normally there's always wind and you can kind of hear it, which is cool. But your brain kind of just uh, filters that out. It's like how you can always see your nose at all times, but your eyes cancel cancel it out. Right. Or like I wear glasses and when I'm not focusing on it, I don't see my frames or like I don't register my frames. But when I pay attention, like I can look all around my frames and see my nose. We could mention more, but I'm sure all of you are going crazy right now just <laughs> staring at your nose or your glasses. Yeah. But the mind is powerful and it can do things like that. Yeah. And so engage with your surroundings. So you can do that in a matter of seconds, all three of those, accept, connect, engage. And that's going to unhook yourself from that thought. And you can do that 10 to 100 times a day. It just takes a lot of practice. Right. Um, I actually really like that acronym, ACE. And uh, I think Enoch just explained a really, really important concept there. So re- rewind five minutes, re-listen to that. Oh. It'll help you. Now... This is epic. <laughs> I think another um, important um, aspect as well, if we're like trying to develop emotional agility or emotional flexibility is um, commitment to your values, like understanding what your values are and letting those determine your behavior yeah. instead of letting your um, instant emotion determine your behavior. Like it, I think a lot of us are impulsive and many different ways. I think it's kind of natural for a lot of people to be impulsive Mm -hmm. because we feel an emotion and the emotion triggers something that makes us want to do behavior. Mm -hmm. But 
realizing that we can take a step back, look at the emotion for what it is, and then make a decision based on our values right. is way more beneficial. And in the long run, is gonna, it is a long run game. You're going to hit those values and those goals. And oftentimes the emotion, the instant emotion that you feel usually isn't the best option. Right. Unless you're, you know, a pro, but I'm definitely, I'm not, especially, and I think it's normal for people not to be very good. Like Nick said, you can be standing on some ledge and it's intrusive thoughts are like jump. Like, well, what would happen if I jumped? Right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, I mean, we'd hope you wouldn't jump. Like that's a, um, very, very sad thing if you did. But usually that's not an impulsive thing that people do. It's usually thought up to that point. Yeah. So it's normal for people to have impulsive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, but aligning your behaviors, behaviors with your values is, is a great way to develop emotional agility. Yeah. And you know, it takes practice. It really does. And at this point in your life, you've probably heard, oh, practice makes perfect. And it's never going to be perfect. It never is. But if you practice, you'll remember to do it more often. Mm We'll say that. You're not going to remember every time. Like when you have a triggering thought. Oh, um, let me ground myself. Ace. Okay, accept command. (laughs) Start floating. Mm. (laughs) It's not going to happen every time. That's because you're human. And that's okay. We, you don't go to therapy or practice these uh, different tools to be perfect. You do it to get through it Mm -hmm. in a more healthy way. Right. And one thing I love when it comes to committing to values is when you have an intrusive thought or any thought, like a a thought that's trying to hook you, is you first recognize it, say, oh, hello there. Like a little, (laughs) an old friend walking through the door. Hello, come on in. And recognizing that it's there, accepting it, and then saying, I'm glad you're here. Glad you made it. Uh, You can feel free to go when you want, or you can stay as long as you want, but I'm going to go do this right now. Like, I'm going to go to the gym when the intrusive thought is saying, uh, or the hooking thought is, oh, you're just so tired. You don't have to go work out. You know, that's not really the worst thought. Right. That's a (laughs) a good thought. But if you want, if you were committed to go to the gym that day, or you're, um, you know, whatever it is, you have these goals that you want to hit, and you're having these thoughts that say, oh, you don't need that. You can say, hey, I appreciate that brain. That's a great thought. Um, you can come with me to the gym if you want. You can stay, but I'm going to go to the gym. And so learning to accept that thought and then commit to act on your value regardless of that thought being there or not. So literally talking to it and saying, hey, come on in, let's go. You can stay, but I'm doing this. Committing to acting on those values. Now, easier said than done. Again, mm-hmm. this isn't going to happen every time. But the more you practice the more often you're going to remember to actually do it. Yeah. I mean, you can let the emotion know it's okay to stay. It's okay to go. Personally, whenever my depression walks in the door, it's like a little goblin. He's like, and I'm just saying, you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, it's important to address that it's there, even in negative emotions. And the little goblin could even stay if he wants. (laughs) If If he so chooses, he is welcome, but he can't sit at the table. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you probably have Sting, the sword. Yeah. Oh, Sting. <laughs> the Hobbit reference, everyone. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us today on emotional yeah. agility. I mean, I, I really loved our discussion today. 
and me too i sure took a lot out of it hopefully you all did too yeah thanks for joining for if you guys keep listening you're great we see the um consistent views that we get and there are a lot of the same people we don't know who you are but um we know where we know the region you're in okay (laughs) we know your region we watch out (laughs) we know you're in north america we'll find you or south america and you know actually 86 percent of our listeners are in the united states which means 14 percent are out of the country oh so you guys are awesome you're great really thanks for listening and tuning in we hope this was helpful and remember just practice and you're not gonna be perfect you never will you're never gonna remember to do to do this every time and that's okay you're human preach Take us out, Danny D. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah.